it's all part of the game. Uh, and, and ultimately, the, the thing that you can't control, the, the one thing you can't control is the most important thing, is the weather nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. uh, particularly for something that, you know, what we're doing at the size of South by Southwest, if the weather is nice, that solves a magnitude of, a magnitude and a multitude of sins. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't want to get, I do want to get, I do want to talk about the South, South, Southwest, the, uh, uh, and, it, and and how it's grown and everything like that, but I just want to talk about also that that you're so right about the weather because when it's when it's, a, when it's an, there's nothing that beats in Austin Spring, uh, South by Southwest. There's nothing that beats it. I remember one year we went; it was just like a cold front moved in for the interactive portion, and it was just like as soon as music started, it was great. Right, the music people had a great time, but <clears> I just remember just freezing and and it was like the last afternoon of interactive. It was just like a beautiful day out, and I was like, oh. Uh, but yeah. I will also say, like, if it does rain, that is a, I've never seen a more beautiful marketing <laughs> uh, campaign than when Zappos had uh, branded ponchos uh, <laughs> when it rained and they just give them out freely uh, during that. I was like, I don't know how you knew it was going to rain that day or whatever, or like you had them ready to go, but that that was just, it was just a beautiful marketing <laughs> <laughs> Tony planned for all uh, contingencies. And if you, uh, I, I mean, the kind of kicker to that, <coughs> kicker to that story is that uh, that was like, there was a, there'd been a 18 month drought in Austin. So it was the first time it rained in <laughs> you know, a year and a half and they somehow had it right. But there you go. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, Cause I would visit uh, South by or come to Austin for South by. And I always wondered what it'd be like to live here when it's not crazy <laughs> with a, uh, with uh, with so many people, and so now, now I live here. So, but uh, but I do want to say thanks for making South by happen. So, and uh, just, <laughs> sorry to see the beautiful town. And uh, thanks for the nice words. It's certainly less what I or my team does, and more about the community of folks uh, mm -hmm. that comes together for the event. Well, it's a it's an awesome backdrop for an awesome conference. Welcome to Non-Breaking Space Show from Austin, Texas. I'm Christopher Schmidt, and on today's show, we talk with Hugh Forrest, Director of South by Southwest Interactive. Hugh has overseen South by Southwest Interactive from its inception in the mid-90s to see it turn into a mega-conference, hosting a sitting president of the United States as keynote speaker last year. Before we get started, some things I'd like you to know. CSS DevConf 2017 is in New Orleans this October. Early bird tickets are on sale at cssdevconf.com. Stay and forget it with a non-breaking space show newsletter. Whenever a new show is ready, be notified in your inbox by signing up at newsletter.nonbreakingspace.tv. You can find show notes and links discussed in today's episode at nonbreakingspace.tv. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at T-E-L-E-J-E-C-T, Teleject, where I try to be witty in spite of my many typos which are often funnier than me. As always, if you like the show, please tell others about Non-Breaking Space Show and where they can find it on iTunes. That helps us out immensely. Now, on with the show. So you've been there since day one of Interactive, is that right? Yeah, uh, I came in in 1989. I came into South by Southwest in 1989, and then we launched uh, Interactive in 1994. Although at that point it was called um, Multimedia, um, and I and the name I think 
changed over for a couple of years. We were multimedia and interactive. And then about 2000, we, we settled on interactive. Okay. There was at one point we were going to call it uh, South by Southwest digital. Um, and I remember, uh, you know, in, in your world or more in your world, bouncing that idea off of uh, Jeffrey Zeldman and him saying, you know, we just settle on a name and don't quit changing. And you know, <laughs> you've got some brand equity already. Don't uh, keep it as it is. So if not for Jeffrey Zeldman, it would be South by Southwest Digital. <laughs> okay. Well, I think interactive is, is a great thing because it, it kind of, you know, kind of like that, that, I don't know, like that, the vibe of Austin and South, that you want to be interactive and communicate with people rather than place better than digital, I would say. So, <clears throat> but not the fact that you, you're in the, in shopping the names now, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, why have multimedia and digital component with a music festival that's already doing awesome, you know, from, from what I've you know, researched, like I didn't visit, but, uh, but, you know, from, Everything I read, like it was South by Music was doing great, is doing great. Um, why? Why was there? Because you were there in '89, six years for launching well, digital. Uh, like, why? Why add that component? Uh, repeating your question back to you, that was what I asked many times. When we were <laughs> struggling. <laughs> why are we doing this thing? Because um, uh, it didn't. You know, when we first launched this thing, it didn't really makes sense i didn't think in terms of the overall uh uh picture of what south by southwest was covering we were doing you know again we had this music event that was doing great we had this film event that was growing and we had this multimedia thing that that again just seemed kind of out of place um Mm -hmm. uh, we shifted over the years we shifted the focus of the multimedia slash interactive a little bit but it also just, uh, you know, it, it it came to a point or it's come to a point where tech is the backbone to everything. Um, and, and so, it uh, you know, in retrospect, it makes total sense that we did this thing. <laughs> At the time, it was not, uh, it was uh, people smarter than me understanding why we should do this thing. Yeah, okay. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, now in hindsight, you had like the whole... Uh, music disruption with mp3.com had you know film disruption now with I guess YouTube if you would say that or you know uh, sharing a video now like with broadband being able to do things and also digital cameras being awesome I guess that's but yeah I could definitely see it as a you know interactive being more of it so um, how is the comparison between interactive and music and film is it um, is it, people come more for interactive or music or is music still the big thing and you know Interactive is the the biggest the biggest industry portion of the event at this point. Um, uh, although, in terms of total participation, meaning consumers, uh, music still is much much bigger because you again got all these music fans coming to Austin at the the kind of latter part of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that interactive has grown bigger than music. Uh, and and film, uh, you know, I, I think makes sense uh, because again, there's a tech backbone to everything. Or you know, put it in Mark Andreessen's world, words, software is in the world, and you've got to, you know, everything. Uh, there's a software or tech component, um, or even a hardware component to uh, uh, all these things now, and, and so much of um, <clears throat> how we. Uh, 
consume or absorb or experience music at this point um, is very, very tech centric. Uh, you know, be Pandora, Spotify, um, uh, things like that. And, and uh, the same way on the film side that, uh, as, as you said, you know, um, something like YouTube, which is um, uh, certainly led to a huge or has led to a huge uh, sea change in how um, narrative content is uh, absorbed. So um, I, uh, what's interesting, if you're looking at the, you know, kind of 30 year trajectory of, of South by Southwest um, is that multimedia when we started it, um, you know, we, we really struggled. We had people coming who were having fun, but we really weren't growing as much as we wanted to. And uh, multimedia probably would not have survived if not for this really strong music event that was, that was uh, supporting the thing. Um, you know, if multimedia had to be its own event, it wouldn't have survived. Um, that has kind of flipped at this point where uh, interactive is, is again, the bigger part from an industry perspective and uh, interactive is no longer being supported, but is more in the supporting roles uh, or, or is more the, the supporter of music and film. Yeah. I, I will say like uh, one of the first years when I was coming to South by, which is like mid two thousands or whatnot, uh, you know, like instead of having fun, I was like, it was a, it was a total blast because a lot of people I would meet online or I would know only online. We'd, we'd only come and see each other in person at South by Southwest. And so these are the people who were helping like shape, you know, the digital landscape, you know, of what it was at that time. And so my story is that uh, uh, we went to some event at night, you know, before there was lots of, you know, events at night now <laughs> that there are now. Uh, and so we took a te taxi cab, like, like a, a few of my colleagues and I, and uh, we we're just, just, Talking to the taxi cab driver, you know, it was before Uber, of course, or <laughs> before before Uber left. Uh, so, uh, and, uh, and so we're talking about uh, uh, like South by South Interactive or South by South, South by South by, and how awesome it is and everything like that. And you know, taxi was like, "Yeah, it's great, it's great. Are you guys gonna come to it next week?" And we're like, "What? What do you mean? Like that's when music starts." Like, oh, like, uh, we went from like just being like awesome, high. <laughs> interactive doesn't even register on these people's minds so yeah but 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 you were but you know looking back it was much cooler then when it didn't register when these <laughs> drivers didn't know what it was you know in terms of numbers i remember like uh around december you were actually on our local news and i just you know i don't really watch local news that much but this time i actually had local news on and and you came on you were on there talking about uh, south by southwest and now uh, about eighty thousand people were coming is that right about projected or came it last year? Uh, I think the figure is 70,000 and those are okay. all badges combined. That, that's okay. everyone who had a badge uh, mm -hmm. for South by Southwest music, film, interactive, platinum at that point, gold were in one place at, at one time. Okay. Um, thank goodness <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, uh, in any circumstance, because that would be a total nightmare. But uh, yeah, that's the that's the number um, that that when you add all the badges together, and, and we've kind of peaked at that number, um, uh, or, or haven't grown a whole lot on that over the last few years. Um, that's probably a good thing because we had we had a uh, several years where we were just growing at a 
really insane pace um, and hard to keep up with that growth um, or, or hard to manage that kind of growth. Uh, I think we'll see a little bit of a spike again in 2018, um, i.e. next year, because we've got the, <clears throat> excuse me, Fairmont Hotel, big Fairmont Hotel coming online downtown. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, I, I would also say that uh, I'm on your show because <laughs> as there are so many people coming to an event like South by Southwest um, or coming to a South by Southwest. But, you know, I always try to stress to my staff and stress to myself that we're the goal is is quality, not quantity. If we do quality stuff, the quantity will take care of itself. And and and. Um, and, and that'll be fine. And in fact, you know, I mean, I think in, in many ways, the the uh, the quantity is is its own enemy. I mean, people like big numbers, but they also like a sense of intimacy, which is um, in some ways harder to get at a event the size and scale of South by Southwest. Yeah, I, I would say like um, I do appreciate the uh, like the last couple of years that I've that I've gone that uh, the, the the size is so big, but however the uh, creation is is really focused now so so for instance i wanted to uh investigate a certain track i forgot like maybe it was like bots or something like that at the time uh i think you had like a robot uh petting zoo or something like that and so all the all the things that were related to it were actually in the same venue so i didn't have to like you know go walk across town to 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 another uh hotel or or back to the conference center or something like that so that was that was yeah, a, I really but I, that. i'd also say that that's um you know that's one of the challenges of our of our growth is that um, when we were slightly smaller and everything was in one venue, um, all the interactive session content panels or presentations was in one venue. You could, you know, see a panel on bots, and then you could walk to the room next to it and see a panel on social media. Then walk to the room next to it and see a panel on, you know, uh, wearable technology. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and I think people really loved that kind of cross-pollinization. Um, now, as you mentioned, uh, you can stay in one hotel and see all the <laughs> bot-related panels, but if you want to go to social media, you got to walk across the street, and it, it, uh, or and if you want to see wearable, you've got to go walk across the street again. So it, it in some ways, leads to more segregation um, and more kind of, you know, in the current vernacular filter bubbles uh, that... <laughs> that uh, you don't get out of. And, and that's in a way um, uh, a challenge of, of where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. I will say like, I, I definitely agree on all those points because, uh, but um, like um, I remember one time, one of the best panels I saw for one year was I was so burnt out and I like, I was like, I was like, I'm an introvert. So I got, I got, I got, got to dive into some other panel room and just, you know, chill out in the back room. And I just happened to go on this panel. I was like, it was the most amazing panel. Cause I never would have gone otherwise. And it was uh uh, the first time I learned about Second Story, and uh, oh. it was, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Balls, because you know, I never think that this would happen. And now, you know, like you know, in the future, now we're you know we have uh, VR uh, being the buzz too. So it's just it was it was amazing. Yeah. Well, also, I, I think that's one of the the other kind of neat things about <clears throat> again, I'll say an event like South by Southwest is as much as you plan out your schedule and and yeah, I want to go to this session and this session. Inevitably, the the uh, or almost inevitably, the coolest thing you see is the um, panel that you had no idea about. You just walked in because you wanted to sit down to the band that, you know, you had no idea this band existed. It turns out there's 
you know, a rap group from Iceland or something, <laughs> or yeah. a film that you weren't planning on going to. But but again, the the fact that they're that there are all these different kinds of options, and um, often the the best discoveries happen by complete accident or serendipity, however you want to phrase it. Yeah, and it's it's tough to like uh, sell that to people sometimes because it's like they have to justify the badge. It's like it's a phrase I've learned by South by Southwest, but uh, <laughs> is a uh, justify the badge because like you you have to like uh, you know sometimes you have to say well I'm going to this conference because. I'm going to learn X, Y, Z or whatever. Cause and it's something that, you know, as a conference organizer for like, you know, CSA DevConf and, and other conferences we've done, which is like, like we want to make sure people come and get some practical knowledge. But at the same time, it's like, uh, it's like cross pollination that you don't get at other, at other venues. Like you, t- you talked about in the early days where you, uh, I think, um, one of the great things was the, uh, in between in the hallway discussions between sessions yeah. was always great because you talk to people and like, bounce ideas off of and, and talk about where you are and and, uh, and and it's like off the grid but but nothing that's documented on the actual schedule you know yeah, in yeah. terms of in terms of like oh, you'll be meeting xyz and it will change your career path you know you know it's, that's 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 not going to happen you know yeah I, be, I, I, that, that's that's uh fun or interesting or whatever that you bring up the hallway discussions <laughs> i remember like Somebody did a graphic like uh, I, I cannot remember where it was, but like, what was the best part of South by Southwest? Panels, parties, or hallway discussions? <laughs> and like, hallway discussions came out as number one. It's like, ah, we work all this time on panels, and they, you know, the hallway discussions are much better. But yeah. there you go. But I mean, I think that uh, said more diplomatically or whatever that speaks to um, the value of of any event, which is networking. Um, you know, you can learn a lot of stuff in panels. Uh, you can uh, get a lot of great information there, but inevitably um, conferences are best for meeting new people, networking, creating new opportunities that way. So I, I do want to talk about like, um, you know, we try to be polite about this as much as I can, but uh, you know, our industry has uh, more, I think more than usual uh, number of introverts. And so, <laughs> so, so how do you get people talking? Uh, so do you guys, do you plan on that at all? Or do you like, uh, because you can have like, lots of content people can see you actually go to, but like, uh, you know, networking and, you know, just people who come to network, that's, you know, they, they're easy at that. But, uh, in terms of like meeting people, is, is there something you plan for or? Um, well, that's a great question. I think that, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I am very introverted myself, so I have that same challenge. Um, uh, we, we have certainly, um, in more recent years incorporated more meetups into the event. And I think that's a, um, uh, a nod to trying to, to create a, a safer space for introverts to talk, um, to connect, to meet, uh, we were doing, and we don't quite so much do it anymore. These core, these things called core conversations, which were really kind of a, rip off of the the hallway stuff it was trying to create that in in a room where people would just get in a circle and talk um uh but i i I do you know i i I think that to your question or your point there um as much as the event has grown um 
And as much as there are more kind of big parties or networking events, I think those are uh, that is that is a challenge to introverts like you and me. It's like, yeah, that seems cool, but am I going to know anyone there? No, maybe not. I'll go check email in my room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and sometimes you just you just get burnt out if they charge you batteries. Yeah. Uh, so, what is a meetup? Because I haven't. I don't think I've been to a meetup yet. I think I may have been to one or two. But is a how would you define a meetup? So, well, it. it uh, I think that um, we essentially modeled these after, uh, I guess it was O'Reilly who used to call them birds of a feather or something. Uh, and, and it was, and it, it was also adding more meetups into the schedule or, or creating that was a, um, a realization that we did need to help that networking process. And that was that the event had grown to a size that it was harder to meet the people you wanted to meet. Um, I had always resisted the, the meetup concept or the birds of a feather concept for a while. Cause it was like, yeah, people meet organically here and we don't want to re- mess with that. I mean that, you know, that's, that's the beauty of the event that people get together and, and, uh, meet at a party. They meet at a panel, they meet in the hallway. That's good. But, but, um, uh, as the event grew, realized that it was harder for people to do that. So it could be a, you know, meetup for, uh, <clears throat> WordPress bloggers or a meetup for, you know, uh, IT professionals in government. Uh, theoretically, if you're an IT professional in government and or if you want to meet IT professionals in government, that would be the, the, the place you would go. And, and it's um, it, 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 we don't do a whole lot beyond that except provide a, a room for an hour and tends to or hopefully leads to good conversations, good connections, um, people uh, making new friends, uh, new contacts that way. One of, the, one of the unique things about South by Southwest that I find is that you ask for uh, speaking uh, submissions like eight months in advance. Is that uh, like about eight months? Like it seems like I think June or July before March. So I don't know. So it just seems like a, like a long ways out so um but how many submissions do you usually get and how many do you have to filter out like uh last few years we've we've been in the 4500 4700 4900 um mm. ballpark on these on these entries um wow. and uh that again his that that pace of growth has slowed down some the first when we first started doing this we were increasing doubling every year for like you know, three years and it's like, Oh hell, how are we going to keep this up? But then it kind of slowed down a little. Um, you know, uh, there are many reasons for doing the system this way. Um, uh, I think part of this is that I inevitably found that, um, there were people in the community who knew a lot more about the given topic than I did. Uh, I mean, I could, you know, read a, a, a article in Wired and say, well, oh, this is a pretty cool article. Let me try to find this person online and try to connect with them. But mm-hmm. it might work better if that person who, who wrote the article or who uh, was mentioned in the article was was putting together the panel um, or putting together the talk and, and kind of this community slash distributed network of, of um, uh, creating content for the event. That was one reason to do it. Two, I, having done... Uh, I mean, the experience of South by Southwest um, was always that 
you know, as we got closer to the event, uh, i.e. a month out, I'd be getting flooded by people uh, who had these great speaking ideas. And, and at that point, it was kind of too late to deal with them. So having this entry period of ideas that was well in advance of the event was um, a way to try to wrangle that. Now, certainly one of the many downsides of having this kind of uh, uh, process um, is that, you know, in the tech world and in various other worlds, a lot can change in seven or eight months. So what we, you know, what was the hot technology in the summer may not be so hot uh, come February or March. Um, and, you know, other issues can happen. We, we try to counter that now by leaving some space for things that, that happen between now and then. Uh, so kind of try to split the, the, um, split the middle there. But, but again, I mean, this, the, the, this, this idea of, of taking entries, um, and ideas from our community very much reflects this, this concept that I have that, you know, the, the community that comes to South by Southwest is, uh, knows the event, knows the audience, knows the issues much better than we do. And the more we can listen to what they're, uh, talking about, what they're, uh, thinking about what they're working on, the, the smarter we can be. Yeah. I mean, like the, the, the submission process, I guess, you call it panel picker, which is a group of interactive. I, I assume, from what I print, is is it's also used for the other uh, festivals, uh, music and film as well. Correct. True? We, we morphed it over to. It started interactive, <clears throat> and then over the last uh, say five years, we've now used it for most of our uh, uh, our session ideas. So use it for music and film also. But I, I I'll say that we tend to get much more entries on the quote interactive side um, or the, the more technical, more tech related, uh, tech related concepts. And I think that that, you know, reflects <laughs> that the tech people, geeks, nerds, everyone you want to phrase it, are, are just more into this kind of process and uh, uh, maybe a, a, a bit more organized too. <laughs> so I, I will say that the uh the submission level for submitting to south by southwest is a lot higher than it was when uh, when i submitted because now it's like uh uh now you're asking for like a, a video talk for someone talking about the idea uh just it's like i think like maybe two forms of id i'm not sure not sure but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it just seems like a lot higher and so i think yeah is that uh I guess my question is like, why ask for the video? And I guess I, at the same time, I figure like, uh, do you use that just to make sure someone speaking can speak very well, or is that just, or they're like knowledgeable the topic, or like, what train? Where are you trying to uh, deduce from someone from a, a video submission? I think. Um, great questions. The video, uh, a couple reasons there. One. Um, we know that producing a video may be a little bit harder than. Uh, writing an application. So it's, it's kind of a little bit more of a barrier to entry as a way to slow down the number of entries we were getting for the panel picker. Um, <clears throat> second point there is uh, the panel picker is great in a lot of ways in terms of, you know, wow, this is a great idea. Uh, 
something I'd never thought of before, something we want to have involved with South by Southwest. Uh, but one of the things that Panel Picker doesn't do well on its own is, um, you know, discern the, uh, the ability of the person to speak. Is he a good speaker? Mm -hmm. He or she a good speaker? And speaking is a three-dimensional, if not more-dimensional process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you see someone who's a really good speaker, you realize that this person can talk about a rock and make it interesting. Uh, by comparison, someone who is not a very good speaker, not hasn't honed their speaking skills yet, can have the best topic in the world, but they can make it sound, you know, <laughs> can, their presentation may be boring, hard to follow, uh, not good if, if they haven't honed their speaking skills. So again, the video helps us understand a little bit more of, um, of how that process, the, the speaking process. Um, what's I think also interesting in the uh, years since we started doing the panel picker is, um, yes, we do ask for a video now and use those videos a lot, watch those videos. But, uh, you know, what, what's changed a lot is that um, so many of the people entering the, the system at this point have a TED video that you can look at. Um, and that's, again, completely different than 10 years ago when we, when we started doing this. I mean, it, it's maybe not the main TED in, in uh, Vancouver, but it's a TEDx video. So uh, we can watch the video that they entered via South by Southwest or via the panel picker, but we can also, you know, hey, this is how they, you know, this is what they sounded like. This is what they, uh, this is how they came off at TED. So again, that's just a, a change in, in how the internet has evolved that um, so many people have videos online now, whether they like it or not, that, that uh, shows their, uh, reveals their ability to speak or lack thereof. Okay. Yeah, I just know uh, when, you know, back then, you know, I know time change. So uh, is this that one of the things I liked about uh, South by Interactive was like, I felt like it was, uh, uh, it'd be a, a place where I would try something new, like a new, new speech or new presentation, or it would be someone's like first time speaking. And, and I know like, you know, on panels, I actually I got a few people who never spoke before say like, oh, this would be great. You know, just want to get you like talking about what you know and stuff like that. And so like, you know, like video is kind of a barrier to entry entry for the for that like like you mentioned but i feel it's also um you know times have changed you know videos everywhere and it's you know it's easier you know, your your laptop will have a video camera now installed so yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. easy to start talking about it so i i think your point is really good there i think that um <clears throat> one of the you know in our best days at south by southwest um we are about discovering what's going to be interesting, hot, <laughs> important in a couple of years. So it's, it's great if and when we are <laughs> discovering or uncovering new talent that hasn't spoken a whole lot. Um, and I think that, you know, one of the, the great things about the panel picker or the great ideas about the panel picker was that it would help us get people into the system who weren't just the same people who were always speaking at tech events. Mm -hmm. um, 
and nothing against those people because there are a lot of great speakers who make the rounds to tech events. But, you know, it was a, it was a way to try to get new voices into the mix. Now, uh, how that goal intersects with uh, the realities now of when we're getting, you know, 4,500 total uh, speaking proposals is uh, maybe that's harder to get new people into the mix just because it's so competitive. But again, you know, whether it's a new speaker, a new band, a new filmmaker, um, South by Southwest is is uh, very much a, a, a forum, a venue, a stage for new ideas, new talent, new ways of doing things. But I guess for, for film also, like I said, for the film presentation, they actually have to watch films, but there's also like sessions about making films and and also make, I guess for the, for the music as well, there's sessions about the uh, like, not making music in the in- industry for that too. So um, I guess and they would be using the panel picker for that, right? Yeah. So, okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, panel picker, you get like what, 5,000 max, like night, like I'm rounding up 5,000. <laughs> Don't round up. That makes it even <laughs> more complicated. Well, I, I, I did want to say like, I am, uh, I didn't want for clarification. I, I, I am <laughs> thankfully advisory uh, to stuff I interactive. So I actually go through, a uh, hundreds God of bless. God bless you for that too. <laughs> so, um, and so hundreds of uh, submissions, uh, and I will, it's well. Let's just uh, circle back and make sure we the people who, who may not know and would like to speak at some myself, but by just talk about the um, uh, the process for submitting. So I just let me just uh, lay down the way I understand it, and if you feel any rough spots that might be there, but uh, but if uh, if I'm a speaker, I submit. Uh, uh, this form, which includes a video uh, that we discussed. Um, but then it goes through a process of like, uh, like a portion is vetted by, not vetted, but it goes through South by uh, uh, officials and then also goes through advisory board. But it's also, there's a part of uh, voting up and down, like thumbs up, thumbs down, right? From for the community at large. Right. And then, um, so, so is that accurate? And also what happens <coughs> that life cycle? Well, <coughs> We have, yeah, three different inputs, um, numerical inputs for every uh, speaking proposal that we get. And um, from that, we get a total score. And that total score um, is very important in terms of which proposals we accept and don't accept. That idea of having three different inputs was uh, (laughs) modeled or inspired by our, uh, by our, three checks and balances of power we have in Washington, D.C., or we used to have. (laughs) (laughs) Insert joke there. Um, But the (laughs) idea being that, uh, you know, if uh, John Smith has three million followers on Twitter and he tells everyone to vote for his Mm -hmm. um, panel picker entry, that he may get a huge, huge outpouring of growth, uh, of votes, but that... um, if the advisory board, the fact that we had an advisory board rating these things, and we also had staff rating these things, that those those two million votes he pulled out or whatever would not unduly influence the um, the process or the the uh, his score, his or her score. So uh, you know, if the if the the public loves the idea but the advisory board hates it, probably won't get in. If the the uh, the public hates the idea of the advisory board uh, loves it, probably won't get in. Um, things that do get in are ones that 
you know, tend to score somewhere in the middle where the public generally likes it, the advisory board generally likes it, staff generally likes it. Um, again, uh, what we come up with is a, a score based on a zero to hundred scale that, that, um, that, uh, that leverages all those inputs. And then, um, so, but you, but you asked for the sessions, uh, like in, in June, July, I'm not sure exactly what date. So, but it takes, how long do you think it takes to go through the whole system before you first notify like the, I think you, you announced it in waves, right? So it's like, it, so how long does it take to, to go through the system? I think? We accept proposals um, generally starting in July. The, the end of the, the, the deadline is late July or early August. Um, at that point, we have about six weeks of, uh, of advisory board evaluation, of staff evaluation, as well as general public voting. So we uh, announce um, the bulk of our accepted sessions, usually at this point, I think around October 20th, October 21st. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll pull in more sessions after that, but mainly after that, we're, we're announcing bigger name speakers that we essentially curated. Okay. Uh, and that's, I think that's an important part of the process also to, to talk about is that, you know, at this point in the growth of South by Southwest, we are able to get or, uh, or often able knock on wood to get big name speakers with, you know, last year's, uh, the fact that the, the president Obama spoke at the event, um, uh, reflective of that. Uh, but even within those big name speakers, you know, 95% of the people who speak at South by Southwest are people that you probably haven't heard of yet. Um, you may hear of them in a few years. You may, uh, you know, they may never go on to be big stars, whatever that means. Um, but again, it's, it's mainly for um, up and coming voices uh, uh, as opposed to, you know, huge names like President Obama or yeah. Michelle Obama, things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say like this presidential seal right here in my office that you get <laughs> people are saying this is a prop I made for uh, when I uh, when I spoke at South by Southwest. So I wanted to because the President Obama was spoken the same year. So I was like, I just slapped it on top of my podium as well. So I was, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I was like, I, I want to feel important to you. I was like, hey, okay. And did you have as many uh, as much of a Secret Service detail as he did? Uh, no, I forgot to put my request in. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So I think there is there is a curation process where, like, you do want to, uh, you know, get the, uh, you know, create the like keynote speakers as well, but also try to uh, make sure the, uh, I guess, the foundation, if you will, like the large foundation, is of, of the checks and balances with the panel picker too. So yeah, and, and again, that that large foundation um, is, I think, and I hope, and our goal that. We hope that that's very reflective of the the South by Southwest community that uh, the the virtual and real world community that participates in the event um, year after year. You're in a very unique position because you've 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 seen interactive uh, grown from this small thing for. Uh, I think it was also like a. I think the actual year, I, in a, doing the research like it took ten years for interactive to 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 be positive, right? So what? Uh, challenges, but also, I guess my, my my question is this: like, what challenges 
that are unique to South by that you didn't think that other conferences don't have or, or, or other mega conferences that have that? Uh, well, I think that, um, again, at this point in our evolution, we are like so many other company, uh, companies or, or startups that were lucky enough to succeed or grow and that, that scale, uh, becomes its own challenge. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the beauty of South by Southwest is there's so many people and there's so many different things going on and there's so much activity. The curse of South by Southwest is there's so many people and so many things going on and so much activity. Um, it is at this point hard for, um, uh, things, people, products, services, startups to cut through all the noise. Um, certainly for, for South by Southwest, for our growth, um, you know, the tipping point was, uh, 2007. And I think you were there in 2007 when Twitter quote unquote launched at the event, quote unquote, because they'd already been out for a while, but, um, it, it was such a different event at that point. It was so much smaller. It was, uh, it was, um, easier for one uh, breakout app to dominate everything. Uh, where we are with the growth now, it's much, much harder to do that. I made the mistake two years ago of saying, you know, there'd never be another, there will, <laughs> there will never be another Twitter like thing at South by Southwest. And of course a month or two weeks later, Meerkat, you know, had a similar explosion at South by Southwest. Um, so it's still possible uh, for uh, things to dominate so much of the conversation. I just don't think it's as possible uh, as 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 easy as it might have been before. I'll also add that you know, um, Meerkat and Twitter and Foursquare are anomalies. Um, mm-hmm. Most companies, most startups, most people who attend South by Southwest don't have that kind of buzz or create that kind of buzz, but that's fine. Uh, they, they make smaller connections that lead to, to, um, smaller things that lead to bigger things. And that's yeah. the, that's the experience for most people at South by Southwest or other events. You're, you're making connections that lead to things that help you along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a very small few that, you know, create such an impression that they just skyrocket to the top. But again, that's the, that's the exception and not the rule. Yeah, if I if you don't mind making a sports metaphor here, it's like you don't need a grand slam. You just sometimes you just need a double. You know, to, you know. <laughs> sometimes you need a bunt single. Come on, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you just need to get on base, and maybe you know, catcher yeah. drops the ball. You can trot into yeah. second. There's an error next play. You, yeah. you know. exactly. It's like in scoring position. You know, you don't need to. Yeah. You know, like you don't need to score runs. You just need to get in scoring position. Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, since you brought it up. Uh, uh, actually, I do want to circle back. Is like I do want to mention, uh, you know, President Obama. How much effort was that to you know, Merchant Circuit Service? Like, how much of a effort was that? Like, like how did you know when you had him as a speaker, and how much of planning went into that before he actually uh, showed up uh, and onto the stage? Like, how much effort was that? Um, certainly, it was. <laughs> a significant effort uh, on a level that we'd never done before, mm-hmm. mainly because of the security. Um, on the other hand, 
you know, he has a team of <laughs> a couple hundred people who do this all the time. And they were very easy to work with, but also were, you know, said in a firm but very polite way, we do this all the time. We know what we're doing. We can, you know, we got this. Yeah. Um, uh, it, uh, so, so in, in some ways it was difficult, um, but in some ways it wasn't. We've certainly had other big name speakers who've been harder to deal with, who've had more exorbitant demands, much more exorbitant demands, who've had more, you know, ego in the game that have been harder to deal with. Um, I, I think the other thing to, to say to, to you and your audience and, and point out here is, you know, the, um, the link between what I mentioned uh, before and, and President Obama 2016 was uh, Jason Goldman. He was part of that initial Twitter team. He was like employee number five or something. He was in South by South, at South by Southwest in 2007 when they, you know, had their big push. Um, he eventually left Twitter. He went to Google for a while. I think there was one other stop along the way, but, you know, for the last two years, he's been the chief digital officer at the White House. So um, he did, a, you know, uh, his experience at South by Southwest um, was one of the big factors in uh, helping to persuade the White House that this was going to be a great thing um, for the president. And by all accounts, um, President Obama uh, very much enjoyed uh, his brief trip to Austin. Um, they feel like they accomplished a lot. Um, it certainly helped us a lot. So it was uh, it was a very very positive experience. Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, it was awesome. Like kudos to the whole team for for that. So it was awesome to have them here and uh, and uh, have them experience a real barbecue as well from. from <laughs> I think it was Torchy's this last trip. Actually, Torchy's last time. Okay, yeah, that's right. He did the taco yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, I remember last time he went to uh, to Franklin. Franklin, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. that was it. Yeah, cut the line. I, cut the line. Yeah, I did talk to uh, Franklin about that, and uh, and uh, he, he did try. He said he did give him a hard time. So that was pretty. <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> but not too hard, I hope. Not yeah, I guess like it. You know, so I think he stole gave him a, a book or something. But uh, was but. Uh, Cool. Awesome. So South by Southwest, 28 inter interactive, uh, 28 days away. Uh, tickets are still on sale. I just got the email. So uh, definitely uh, uh, the prices go up though soon. Is that right? I think, I think. Uh, today, February 10th is the uh, okay. deadline before it goes to walk up price. And I, uh, so if you're watching live, buy now. If you're not watching live, <laughs> you missed out on the opportunity to save 100 bucks. Okay. All right, cool, awesome. And then, uh, and if people, I think a lot of people who listen probably may, may want to speak. So definitely, uh, for next year, if they don't make it this year, uh, if they wanted to um, go to the event, but if, uh, Pound Picker opens up usually like June. Is that right? Or no, no. July? Aim for uh, right after the Fourth of July is when Fourth of July. Pound Picker okay. Um, okay. And uh, it doesn't. It's it usually open for a three week period and it doesn't matter if you enter your panel ID on the first day or the, the last day. Mm -hmm. Typically we get the, you know, the last day is when we get the huge, huge rush of, of speaking ideas. Okay. Um, for there is, uh, uh, very creative ideas, ideas that, um, that, uh, focus 
on on the on the future on on what we think is going to happen next. Uh, one of the you know unintentional um, upsides of the panel picker is that it helps us uh, again. It's it it serves as kind of a barometer. Um, and one of the examples from this year is that uh, for the 2017 panel picker, mm-hmm. i.e., ideas that were entered last summer, we ended up having like. 24 different ideas um, that either mentioned bots in the title or the description, bots or chat bots. And that compared to 2016 when we had zero ideas (laughs) mentioned that in the uh, title or the description. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty strong indication when we're looking at something like that, that, (laughs) wow, everyone's focused on bots now, or this thing is really, really pushing. And and you might, uh, the the cynics in us might say, yeah, that, that phase (laughs) went a little bit too fast and too strong. But again, when we, when we, we tend to look at those things, chart those things that, wow, we got a lot of panels this year, a lot of uh, proposals this year on, blank, blank topic. We didn't have any of these last year. This is something we should focus on a lot more. Or, wow, we had lots and lots of sessions last year about uh, blank, blank. And this year, that that's decreased. So maybe that didn't turn out to be as big a deal as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I will say like uh, for, yeah, that's I think just nature of technology, right? That just fades in, fades out. Like, you know, I think I talked about CD-ROMs uh, last interview, but uh, as, as as one technology that we don't want really to deal with anymore. But uh, and also like uh, Austin is is great for bots as well um, because we had uh, last year we had the uh, I forgot what the name of the Talkabot conference. Yeah, I was yeah, here. The Ben's thing, and it was I guess in September or October at uh, AT and T, and and there is a a pretty neat little bot scene um, happening here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, that's that is something that we'll um, see a lot of in 2017 at South by Southwest and at various other uh, conferences and conventions, I think as well. I mean, you can uh, pretty easy to say that that's, that's a uh, kind of the tip of the iceberg on, on the kind of AI functionality we'll be, we'll be seeing over the next uh, few years where, you know, uh, right now it's a telephone, you know, who knows that in uh, right now it's your smartphone. Who knows if in a year or two years you'll have that kind of bot functionality that's attached to your refrigerator. You know, you can yeah. ask your refrigerator, what do I need today? And they'll tell you that the milk is low and you need to go out and get more milk. Or maybe they can, maybe they can automatically page the drone and the drone will come drop milk on your front uh, doorstep. Right. Well, I can have a fridge connected to your, uh, Instacart grocery delivery service. That'd be great. There you then, go. But yeah, but before, yeah, before my <laughs> coffee though, my fridge will probably be the best person to ask what I need. So, <laughs> yes. Um, nice. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, Hugh, for uh, taking your time today, and I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for uh, uh, inviting me on the, on the show. It's been a it's been fun to talk to you and talk to you about the history of the event. Cool. Awesome. And uh, best of luck to you to you and, and your crew. Uh, for self interactive and I'm looking forward to enjoying it. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. See you. Man. Thank you.